everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. And it came it came pretty good for a little while. So uh, hope everybody uh, that, that got the rain appreciated it because I think it's been a little dry here lately. But anyway... I hope everybody doing well. The Thursday edition of The Drive, as we uh, head toward the weekend, get closer and closer to quite a few things. Big Cat Weekend, uh, Auburn basketball in Israel, um, the start of football practice. I mean, we've got uh, a lot to talk about here on the Thursday Drive. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Justin, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Cut his mic on, Drew. Oh, I'm on. I, oh. I hope I'm on. Oh, there we go. My headphones weren't here. There I was we hearing go. me in the music, but I didn't hear Justin. Yeah, That's really odd. Here I am. Oh, okay. Well, we'll yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get inside baseball. I'm, I'm also getting less and less in my in my headphones now. So oh, we'll, I'm hearing we'll everything perfectly. Right, so. I've got it fine. We've now. worn down. We've worn down our headphone uh, yeah, uh, inputs, right. inputs right. over here over the years. But that's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that fixed. I'm, I'm here. It, everything's perfect now. Okay. Right. Yeah. Good deal. Hour number one of the drive. Just getting underway and brought to you as usual by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And also the sponsor of our hotline, where we welcome your calls, questions, comments, anything on your mind, sports-wise and usually otherwise. Then the number to get you through, 334 321 1390. You can also text the show 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. All right, so uh, we we uh, we welcome welcome Justin in and and uh, like I was saying, it doesn't feel like the end of July mm-hmm. when you're thinking about oh there are actually some things to talk about that aren't just either lists yeah. or speculate. I mean, part of it's speculation. I mean, what can happen as a result? Of, of Big Cat Weekend, but I mean, you've got actual competition next week yep. with basketball, and then we're just, we're a week away from the official report day for Auburn football. Yeah, no, uh, they, they get going a week from today in practice. I think report day is yesterday, or a week from yesterday, I believe that's it's right. It's the fourth and fifth, whatever days those yeah, are. Yeah, I think that might be. Anyway, um, yeah, like next week, everything starts really rolling. And uh, for both football and, and men's basketball, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, the off season is pretty much done <laughs> when we get to next week, uh, you know, when it comes to football. And then, yeah, just having basketball going on at the same time is going to be going to be pretty cool and get a rare opportunity to be able to watch Auburn basketball in August, which, you know, no one ever really gets an opportunity to do that. Uh, but Auburn in a really rare spot this uh, this year with this uh, with this Israel trip. And it's going to be based on what Bruce Pearl has said. Uh, it should be really, really interesting. Uh, it's going to be a lot of dudes getting a lot of playing time and um, four newcomers, several guys trying to move into new roles. Uh, there's going to be a lot to watch yeah, in the in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we, we could go in a lot of different directions because just in the last week or so or in the next week or so, there's a lot of different Auburn headlines you could you could focus on, right? Between, I mean, you, you don't cover baseball too much. You acknowledge that yourself, or at least Auburn University uh, baseball is not the primary focus of, of the observer. Uh, but there's been big news on that front in the last couple of days with the expansions coming uh, to Plainsman Park. Uh, Look, you know, looking forward to uh, sitting up on I mean, top you, of the mountain. I have to imagine you're going to be you're, you're going to be tempted to get it's up there be, top it's the monster, be an, right? It's got to be an interesting view, I would imagine. Um, you know, I, I think that's uh, 
I think it's a really, really a sh- cool, a shrewd, cool spot. a shrewd move by Auburn to include the link at the bottom of that of that press right, release for your for ticket information. Even though these this, this expansion's a year plus away, there uh, I guarantee you there will be people inquiring about ordering, trying to go ahead and reserve I think, seats. I think there are people you know that could uh, be that could be inquiring well, they, about. They'd, ra- they'd rather be in the right field. Oh, that's right. They'd, well, they're, they're actually the right that's true. The, pe- the people the people we know yeah. with with they want to be ba- they no. want to be back in the K corner. Well, they also they also have their seats right. That like they're true. not they're not looking to move even if it's right. to somewhere well, atop they, the they monster. Would, they the... would swap those seats that they have to get back where they were. But not, but not where they. Okay, I see what I see what you mean, and and, and we'll see how. Uh, you know, it's it's sort of almost lost in the in the green monster stuff. But the uh, the right field, you know, whether it's the mm-hmm. expansion of of suites and premium seating or whatever they decide to do atop the Donaldson Hitting Lab, uh, the the stuff that could be along Donahue, across from Beard Eve's Coliseum, you know, that that stuff could be. Uh, you know, it doesn't. It won't attract as much attention as being able to sit atop the monster, but that could be as important uh, because of the, the possibility of, of revenue with the suites. But also, that could be uh, some of the coolest seating in the in the entire building. Is is the uh, the stuff there in right field, uh, either either atop the either atop the hitting lab mm-hmm. or whatever else they decide to do right. uh, with with the uh, with the expansions to uh, to that side of the stadium. Yeah, so I mean, uh, a lot a lot of news, no question about. But yeah, just I mean, just one story. You know, we've been talking about. I mean, and then there's and then there's basketball with with Israel. We'll get to see the basketball team, and then so much football between media days and uh, what I mean. I, I really want to know what you're sort of looking forward to as fall practice gets going, as far as position battles or players that you're focused on. I mean, uh, we uh, we didn't get a chance to talk with you uh, last week because media days was uh, was taking up a lot of your time, and it's understandable. I mean, last Thursday was was Brian Harson Day yeah. at uh, at SEC Media Days. Um, you know, as as we as we put media days in sort of the rearview mirror, um, was there either from Brian Harson or from the players? Yeah. Was was there was there something you really took away as as a piece of information that informs you know how you view the upcoming season? I I was really I don't know if it was surprised, but I was really impressed by how much everybody was talking about Coy Moore, you know, and, and the amount of attention he got. Makes sense, though. I mean, even though he only has a year and a half of experience coming out of LSU, that's more than most guys have in that wide receiver room for Auburn. But really good reviews on him early on. Um, And and I'm interested in just kind of Tank Bigsby. You know, I thought his time with the media and media days was was really insightful. I think Brian Harson um, couldn't stop talking about how much he's improved kind of as a leader this year. It's like we all know Tank's really, really talented. um, But if here's a guy that, you know, at least flirted with the possibility of, of going somewhere else. If he's staying here and and really taking a step forward for for himself and his teammates, that that speaks volumes, I think. So those were the ones that kind of really stood out to me. And then yeah, it's just kind of just general um, setting everything up for for fall camp, especially in regards to the quarterback battle and some of the other spots. The the offense gets you know the offense is maybe under more scrutiny and there's more questions about. Uh, how and where the offense is going to improve right. for Auburn this year, but there were some big losses on defense too. And and I, you know, I I was struck by when I asked Derek uh, Derek Hall to to name sort of the the defensive players that had impressed him or who had gotten better since the off season began. You know, he went immediately to the secondary and mm-hmm. mentioned Zion Puckett and Donovan Kaufman, and yep. that would be a, a welcome addition for Auburn because I think. 
you know, it's it's the back seven defensively because you lost so many career starts and you know for, from from last year's team it's fair to wonder you know especially early if there's going to be a learning curve uh, for for some of those guys and to hear positive reports you know from Derek yeah. Hall about about some of the uh, the guys in the secondary I think was was a uh, uh, you know that's 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 good news for I, folks worried about I that. think the thing there with the secondary though is that those guys that are coming back have some you know experience yeah. like you're not re- linebackers the one where you talk about where you're looking at for for the upcoming season fall camp one of the big questions at fall camp are the linebackers ready between Owen Papo coming back from a, a season you know ravaged by injuries uh to the fact that you know between West Steiner and Cam Riley um and I think it's going to be have to be both of them you've got to get really good production because you lost Zigo McLean and Chandler Wooten, who far and away were your two best tacklers last season, most productive guys. And you feel good about the edges. You feel good about the defensive line. You've got good experience and depth coming back in the secondary, but that inside linebacker group, literally the heart of the defense. If this defense is going to be really good this year, they need those guys to be ready, and that's the one big question mark. If they're ready and they're good, I think Auburn's got a chance to have a great defense this year. But if... You know things are a little behind. I mean that can be a real weak spot. I think defenses. I mean opposing offenses can really can really prey on, especially early in the season because they do so much. You know your inside linebackers have to be on the ball every single play, whether you are whether you're facing a run or a pass. And so, you know, I, I'll be interested in seeing what uh, those guys have to do in, in particular. Yeah, it's a it's a position. I mean receiver gets more attention because i mean there's there's maybe maybe more pressing questions from what happened last year at receiver uh but auburn like you said you lose a kobe and chandler wooten you know that that's a that's a place to to wonder about who's going to step up and, and what they can do you've heard good things about wesley steiner and and cam riley you mentioned both of them and uh, and there's there's other linebackers in the mix too but that's a uh yeah i was i was uh I was in, I was enthused to hear positive reports about Owen, um, who, I mean, is somebody who you know is is what other than Tank the well actually no is he is he the number one is he the, is he the lone five star is is, yes. is Owen Papo the lone yes yes the the lone guy who was a yeah five star coming out of high school on yeah. on the roster and and yeah and, and the guys that uh, that got name checked in the secondary as well I mean that that's a uh, that's a positive sign because you feel pretty good about the defensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the you look at the guys and and the uh, and you feel good about your edges if they if the top guys can stay healthy. Yeah, that that's the thing. The depth the depth inside is ridiculous. The depth outside oh, yeah. there is none. I think you asked the Dylan Brooks question right to mm-hmm. uh, to Derek at uh, yeah. at at media days because uh, yeah, I mean, other, and he said you know Derek 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 has to step up because or Dylan uh, D- Dylan Brooks yeah, has he to has step no up. choice. Yeah, that yeah, was I mean, the quote. Yeah, um, that but, doesn't. See, but but see that that. That's not a that that's not a sure thing. It's like right, well, exactly. Yeah, he has to. But. Yeah, and it'll just be a way. Like we haven't seen him really. Uh, Derek made a good point though. Is like, yeah, he's not quite as big as most edge rushers in the SEC. But he was like, I was skinny when I had to start playing. And it's just like if you if it's your time, you better get ready, and you have to be called upon. So I at least think Derek was a guy that has been in those shoes before. So for a guy like Dylan to watch him, I think it'll be big. And then, you know, Marcus Bragg uh, was also name name checked a couple times at Media Days as a guy. It's like, hey, we're expecting him to play a role, uh, and then we'll see we'll see what Joko Willis ends up doing uh, and kind of that there. But um, you you can you can rely a lot on Derek Hall and Ekuliota, but if one of those guys gets hurt, you know, it, it, it could be really problematic for Auburn this upcoming season. So be very interesting to see how that group develops. But yeah, to me. On defense, the inside linebackers—that's the big question. Are they ready? 
right? They're going to have some time. They're going to have some extra time to get ready, so to speak, with those those first two games Auburn mm-hmm. has. Uh, but um, you know, this could be kind of the thing where it, Auburn could Auburn has the pieces to have a great defense. You know, SP Plus projections have them. I think as like the eleventh best defense in the country heading into this season, and people will be like, "Wow, that's surprising." But you know, defensively, outside of a couple of games, Auburn was really good last year, and they bring a good bit back. Um, you know, compared to a lot of teams that are hitting the complete reset button on the defensive side of the ball, like a Georgia. Um, you know, even though you would expect Georgia to be really good on that side again this year, maybe the inside linebackers have to be a really, really key part of that. And you've lost a lot, and and you've got talent, and you've got experience, and at least guys who've been around the program, and especially Owen. Uh, but it's like all those have question marks. Are they going to be you ready don't want for to the attri- spotlight? You don't want to attribute too much to luck because there's more to it than that. Uh, but I, if Auburn can have good luck as far as its top seven or eight defensive players staying healthy all season long, the pieces are there for a great defense. Absolutely. If you start If you start dropping those guys off the board, you start having to rely on depth a lot. Especially at linebacker and edge. Th- yeah. then, you, then you start wondering how much better the defense is than a lot of the other defenses in the conference and, and what they bring in, depending on who's healthy and who isn't. But no, if those if those impact players, the upperclassmen, the guys that I mentioned uh, you know, last week, you know, I, I was struck by, and it was, part of it was Derek Hall's answer, uh, but the the best argument for, for Brian Harson and what he has going on right now is the fact that in this day and age of college football, a lot of guys who could have left yeah. and had options, had places to land if they jumped, uh, you know, they decided to stay at Auburn instead. Yeah, and and they're key guys. And the, and if and a lot of them play defense. And if they yes. if those guys stay healthy, like you said, I think the pieces are there for a, a a great Auburn defense. And and if and if not, then it's it's a little bit more of a dice roll. I think the thing with with that is you know what I've said this off season, or at least recently, has been this: if you're still playing football at Auburn University after what happened earlier this year. Think you're bought in. Think you're a true believer at this point because um, it could have been so easy to go elsewhere. But one of the interesting things that you look at is that you did lose Kobe Hudson. You did lose Bo Nix, obviously. Big losses on offense. Defensively, the, most of the guys you lost outside of J.J. Pegese weren't necessarily big-time contributors a, a ton in terms of snaps. And you brought in even more guys who right, have experience out there, and you brought a, guy, a lot of guys back. Mm-hmm. You brought a lot of guys back into the fold, which I think is going to be huge. It may, may not be as significant as Bo or uh, or even Kobe Hudson. I'm pretty sure, I think Tayshawn Manning would start if, if, if he'd stayed at Auburn. I oh, think yeah. he'd be he'd be yeah. projected as one of your two starting guards yeah. this year. He's 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 in good position to be one of the two starting guards. Yeah, Manning's the other big loss. Uh, yeah, Ma- sure. Manning, Manning would be the other one on offense, yeah. and maybe, maybe not... Uh, as, I keep, forget, I keep forgetting he transferred. For some yeah. reason, I have him linked in my head with Ham and going, and going right. pro. But no, no yeah, he's, he'll be in the league. This no, year. And, he, and he was one of the first guys the Kentucky players wanted to talk about at, at Media Days as, as someone good. who was you know, going to make a difference there for a run game that was already pretty good in the, uh, in, in the SEC East there in uh, Lexington. We'll get to our first break of the afternoon. Uh, we'd love for you to join in. 334-321-1390, just underway here on the Thursday Drive. Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Well, 
Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon. 21 minutes after 4 o'clock, Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer, and uh, Drew at the controls. And we'd love for you to join in anything you want to talk about sports-wise. There are sponsors. We can say during the commercial break there that we, we were explaining the concept of crazy, crazy cas cra- boys as started, we understand it. I mean, you, it. Keep, you can keep it sports-related. Started by former Alabama football player John Casimus. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Bill Bill Casimir, uh, not, not involved from what no. we understand. Not no. Not the other cats. It's with a CAS. No, former, w, former WCW wrestler uh, Bill right. Bill Kazmaier, who, who Bill former used to Auburn see. Former strength coach. Yeah, that's right. Bill used to see him around town. So it's a a, a, yeah, a wild Kaz fitness right a wild a wild as maybe still around. I don't know. We, we hope hopefully all, uh, all the best all the best to Bill is. if he's uh, if, if he's around. I don't want I don't get on his bad <laughs> oh, side. No. no, you're right about that. So, anyways, uh, so yeah, Crazy Cats boys, you know, happy, happy to have them part of the uh, the fold. Love, love that commercial, um, Justin. We were uh, we were talking about some of the uh, the takeaways from SEC Media Days, and that led to uh, uh, that that's that bled into a conversation about what you're looking forward to uh, from this uh, from this upcoming, uh, or, or what you're looking to see out of the team uh, during fall practice leading into the season. We know that the practice gets started a week from Friday, mm-hmm. and Last fall, we were here on the show. We were sort of struck by how much access the media got, and how much you know how much they were willing to let us watch yeah. uh, aspects of fall. I wonder how. By the much... way, I just realized I thought today was Friday all day right. today, so I corrected Bill for no reason. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Right, we, we I was I, 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 for some reason I thought today was Friday. I was going to say I, I knew I had you the, were right. I have I have the, the, yeah, I'm a, right. I'm an idiot. We've discussed uh, moving you to Friday. It feels like it ought to for be today. Friday. Like like all day today, I felt like it felt like it was Friday. I don't know why. I'm off. No, it's 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 all right. So the a week from a week from tomorrow is the first day of fall practice. Yes. And last fall, Brian Harson, you know, made uh, the the team, uh, you know, practices parts of practices available to the media. He was available to the media uh, quite did a bit. Did the same thing in the spring. Did, did the same thing in the spring. I would hope that it wasn't just a novelty of his first year uh, with Auburn, and that's the way he wants I mean, to do things. I if mean, so, they had a they had a perfect opportunity to lock it down in the spring. They had an easy chance to just to say, you know what, we're not going to do any of this, and uh, it was just the same in the spring as it you was know, in the I fall. said, I said yesterday, uh, Justin, I've got a feeling we're going to get at least as much access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think Brian Harson is, you know, he's he's wanting everybody to have an idea. And also, there's not of, a ton of harm in it, you yeah. know. I would argue there's benefit, and here's why: if if you're I mean, now that we know... Who's, who's arguing with you? That's right. Here's why. Well, he said there's no harm. I mean, so I, I, that's true. I mean, uh, anyway. Then that's not an argument. <laughs> that's true. It's not... It's not there's, no, there's, there's no conflict. Right, well, there's ahead. no conflict in this segment. Uh, but the... So You're arguing Brian, against a guy who's not... It doesn't exist. The straw man, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Brian Harson's podcast is largely to endear those assistant coaches, the new Auburn assistant coaches, to the Auburn fan base and... Recruits and their families and things like that to give you an idea yeah. of who these guys are, especially the ones that haven't been SEC coaches before, haven't been SEC position coaches before, etc. Um, if uh, if you wanted to continue on on that line of thinking, you would make those coaches available, you know, dur- during fall practice. And I mean, I know we got a chance to talk to we got a chance to talk to coordinators. Uh, last year, I might be misremembering that, but I, th- I thought there yeah. was there was time. Yeah, there were there, mm-hmm. there were you know brief. brief pretty much every with. pretty much every every assistant yeah, is I, available in the fall and the mm-hmm. spring. I would think it's a good opportunity to make the assistants available this fall to uh, you know to to give you know folks you know a chance to to hear from them and uh, and and get a yeah, uh, again, a better, a better this, sense. Yeah, of, a better we sense had it last year, and I think I think it'll be the same way right. this year. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't see anything. It, it, like I said, spring would have been a good chance to be like, you know what? After everything that happened, we're going to ease it back. We're going to dial it, dial it down. We're going to take everything in house and only give. You and the they state. didn't. Yeah. So you know, probably uh, we probably won't get uh, caps this year. No. <laughs> no, they'll keep the gifts. They won't. They won't. They won't. Uh, they won't give. I, they won't I give had, gifts in front of photographers. I had, I had no problem at all with that. But Nor should you. Uh, Nor should you. Uh, I, yeah. I, never I gave mine to my dad. Like I don't wear Auburn stuff, and I and I haven't since I was a like sophomore in college. Just because I, just, I don't wear ball caps. Yeah. Well, that's a good, that's very, a good point. very rarely. But yeah. I mean, I my dad really enjoyed the hat though. Oh yeah, it's a very it was a very nice, nice hat, hat, hat too. I mean, it's no like question. those are those are like those are like thirty forty bucks at the if you try to buy it online. And uh, and, nice. and I'm sure it swayed what you were what you were writing. Most one hundred percent. Recording, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, Brian. See, that's yeah. that's the thing. Like anybody no. thinking that, oh, oh, that's 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 a bribe or you know something like that. Was there not a set of car keys in your hat? No, I missed that one. Uh-huh. He, was, yeah. he was tossing them as he was walking along because I was remember, not, we were we were standing like up on the ramp, and he was like, I was not there that day. I did them. wear mine though for the rest of the game. Yeah. I was wearing a hat, so I put the hat on the top of my hat, and it was like because I was because you know in the middle of practice, I'm like trying to write notes. Brian like, Matthews now we're trying to swap. Uh, we, we, we were swapping. I got an orange one, and he got a blue one, and we swapped. Mm-hmm. So new arrival to the team that you uh, you really want to see uh, this fall when, when you know if if the media gets access or as much access as expected, uh, you know and. and Anyone you're really uh, going to keep your eye out for uh, that we haven't seen yet? Yeah, yeah I suppose uh, Coy Moore, uh, just because of how much you heard from, about him uh, here recently. Uh, it's kind of cheating to pick Calzada, right? I, I mean, you've seen him, but like, seen, yeah. I mean, we, you've we, seen we, him, yeah, yeah, that is cheating. Um, I did see Zach Calzada throw the ball a few times. Um, uh, Damari Austin, just because if there's going to be a freshman that contributes, a true freshman that contributes on offense, I feel like he's got a really good chance. Um, do you, I, yeah. I I wonder. I would say, well, I guess because it's easier for a running back to get touches. So easy to get for a running back, yeah, and it's like so easy that. for a running back to to play immediately. And I, I would think I would think a freshman receiver is yeah. who's going yeah, to get. Yeah, we saw Jay Fair play, earlier this I mean, year. Yeah, mean they're we guaranteed catches. We haven't seen Daz Worsham, who nope. will be the other transfer That's receiver right. from, from Miami, who was a very real recruit and had uh, you know had uh, the several offers before choosing Miami yeah. so you know has hasn't made an impact as a college football player yet but uh, has uh, has a lot of the uh, the tools you would want and i'm interested in seeing uh i'm interested in seeing Keontae Scott whenever he gets going just because from what Brian Harson said at media days um you know he's going to be behind he's going to have to play catch up but they expect him to contribute they want him to be part of this rotation and you know when so, you get the number well, one junior junior college corner and the number two overall player uh, out of junior college, you expect him to contribute right away, and uh, he's he's going to be one that they they're going to look to. Same, I was I was going to say Craig McDonald, even though Craig McDonald he's going to banged up a little bit because you talk about being counted on. I think he really is. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. You you look at those safeties this year. You got pocket back. Obviously, you have you have Donovan Kaufman, which who, who will move around. But yeah, McDonald seems like a guy right away that can give you a lot. You did see Marquise Gilbert earlier this year, and then you saw some of those younger guys. But uh, yeah, McDonald. Really good, really good game. Really good tape uh, for him, and uh, coming from an Iowa State team that you know was pretty solid on defense and has that kind of style that I think they want to they want to play over the back end. What if it was not newcomers? What if it was same question, but anybody on the, including guys that were maybe on you know on the team and have been working you know maybe maybe uh, second gonna, year or third year players that could break out that you're keeping your eye on? All right, we're about to hit our bottom of the hour break, so hold that thought. We will oh, uh, we will talk about that and more. Yeah, I've got a couple of guys too. Um, We'd love for you to join in. What are you thinking? 
334-321-1390. Join us here on the Thursday Drive. Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 27 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson, taking your calls, questions, comments, anything you want to talk about sports-wise. All right, Dan put out the question uh, to Justin, and, and we'll respond as well. But I know you a got player, a couple of breakout candidates, too. A player too, who has been in the program mm-hmm. that uh, that you would either like to see or think has a chance of breaking out. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my number one candidate, the one I'm... St- Sticking uh, my claim to here is uh, Tavares Dawson Jr. Ooh, chick, yeah, chick. I am, I am, I am big on him. I was gonna um, say it's almost, it almost has to be a receiver. I mean, if there's it, somebody, yeah. you know, he got some first team reps in the spring. He's looking good. I think at, he's got all the athletic talent in the world. I think it's just a matter of making him a polished, all around receiver, which I think Guy Killiard is the perfect coach to give that to him. Brian Arson said that he has really changed his mindset and his mentality this year, uh, which is you know music to his ears. Um, but yeah, Dawson was a guy in high school who played pretty much everywhere and did everything. And when you get to focus in on one thing, that second season, we saw it with Seth Williams. We've seen it in the past with other guys that were multi-sport guys. I like, I like uh, Dawson a lot. And this is actually part of a mailbag question I have for tomorrow. Defense, it's hard to pick a defensive guy just because... You know, most of the guys you would expect to be starters are in the two deep, or guys that you're pretty familiar with, and like you wouldn't imagine, like, oh, well, that's a crazy breakout candidate. The one I I don't know how big of a role he'll play, um, because there have been some there's movement at this position, and there's been some incoming guys at this position. But what I saw in the spring and what I've heard about him, I'm really interested in seeing the development of Caden Bridges because he's huge, and he's another one of those guys. Was a two-sport star in high school, split time between being a really good baseball player, really good football player. That second year, when you get to focus on one thing, you usually see the development shoot up. Um, and, I mean, he's just he's got a lot of pop, I think, back there at safety. Might not be a guy that breaks into 2-8. Might not be a guy that's like a heavy rotational player. But like, he's one of those dudes where Auburn's had a track record of these underrated, low, low-rated low defensive backs kind of making a move uh, in their careers. Roger McCreary, um, you know, uh, Daniel Thomas. There, there's a ton of those guys. Uh, and you know, Caden uh, Bridges might be the next one of those guys. I've got I got a couple of guys that are longer 
little longer shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Zavian Capers I is was going to pick Zave Capers, too. Cap- you know? Capers is a great pick. We, we, I mean, that's we've what heard I said. a ton Receiver, about him. Yeah. Receivers where you can look and go, well, there's an opportunity there. And outside of Landon King, he is the, he is the only one who really has size right. in the wide receiver room. Uh, heard a lot about him uh, in the spring. Heard a lot about him again at uh, in in uh, at media days. Um, Brian Harson seems to be very him and Dawson both are guys. I think those guys are kind of conjoined uh, as guys that you would expect to kind of take that step forward. Yeah, that's a great. That's and when he's got, I mean, as you said, Landon King is is sort of different physically than the rest of that room. Uh, but Zave Capers is is considerably bigger. You know, he's, he's yeah. an inch too yeah. taller than than everyone else. Uh, maybe sheds you know a little a little bit closer in in size, but that would seemingly give him a leg up on. We well, can do some things with him in the game that maybe you wouldn't want to do right. uh, with with a, a a Johnson or a Tavares Dawson. Not that those guys don't have uh, skills you know to to provide as well. You know, really any tight end other than Schenker. You know, would be would be really interesting to see. You, you know, saw if, a ton of dealing. Exactly. From I mean, last year, I mean, yeah, dealing from Frazier's a little bit more of yeah. a wild card. If, Fra- if, I would consider Frazier a breakout guy if and, he had a good year. And Frazier's also somebody who like Zave Capers. I mean, he's he's bigger. Huge. He's bigger than those Six, other guys seven. in the room, and so you know that opens and maybe up, more of a receiver than a blocker op- opens up possibilities. Yeah. And they've got blockers they feel pretty good about at tight end. They I got mean, three they feel really they got, good about. They got three that are you know as as good at that aspect of mm-hmm. of, of the position Especially one as as anyone in the uh, in, in, in the conference. And so and I you know that that's another thing you know I, I asked Shanker about the the differences in the offense from last year to this year without Bobo, and he talked about communication and. Uh, the, you know the notion that that maybe uh, Brian Harson and Mike Bobo weren't always on the same page, but yeah. I, I'm interested to see how much, whether it's the fullback position or the desire to have John Samuel and Luke or John Samuel and Ty, a lot you know, of twelve yeah, yeah, this yeah, year, yeah. and and from they're gonna run. There's gonna be a tight end on the field at all times. It's a matter of how many times there are gonna be two tight ends. Yeah, and what and there's what a that, good bit last year, and what that other tight end's gonna be doing, right? Because yeah. they could be split out wide as a receiver. They yep. could be in the backfield as a as Slot, a fullback. Yeah. Um, they they could be you know playing a tight end role, and you could have two tight ends on the yeah. So there's a lot of different. But it seems like there's. Uh, just you know, despite maybe somebody who's not a a tried and true fullback, right? right? Like you you could still have that. You know, as as part of the offense, and that wasn't just a Mike Bobo wrinkle, right? There no. was there was some. That's a Harson thing. Yeah, Brian Harson has uh, has used a fullback uh, quite a bit, and that could and be... and multi tight ends, uh, right? And that's um, you know, I and, and I asked I asked Tank about what's going to be different, and he he said, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna lean on the run game more yep. than, than we did last year. Auburn threw the ball more than they ran it last year. Yeah, I don't is, think that's going to be the same thing this year. I mean, even and even with Bo Nix, I mean, that's still probably a surprising <laughs> thing, you know, for for Auburn's offense Very. to have uh, to. But to they couldn't block. They couldn't. They couldn't run block last yeah. year, so that was a big reason for that. But you got any defensive guys? Yeah, it's so tough to well, pick. Well, I mean, here's teams. yeah, here's one that I've I've just sort of been expecting something, uh, and and I was really surprised that he didn't play more last year, and that's Akevius. Yeah, Zeke Walker, I think, yep, is a guy that man, still he looks, around. He looks the part, and I've also heard a little some things about him stepping up and becoming. More of a you know more of a leader here over yeah. the spring and summer, and he's a guy that's got the talent I think to be able stylistically to step up and be a very similar to Marlon Davidson mm-hmm. um, in terms of just you can kind of put him anywhere, let him do anything. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I think him and Zay Capers are very similar in the fact that they were expected to be you know pretty consistent. Like uh, I, I coming into last season, a lot of people 
based on what they saw in the bowl game out of him, thought that Zay Capers was going to be a bigger bigger deal. Right. I think they could have easily seen that out of out of Walker. Both of those guys had fewer snaps last season. They 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 took a step. Walk, guys Walker got started passed. the Walker started the bowl game right after the twenty twenty season. The, uh, yeah. the the oh, and he played a ton in Minnesota in, in twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Both of those guys saw their snap counts go down, but they're still here. And at a time when so many reserves on this team on both sides of the ball looked and said, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere else, I'm going to get more playing time somewhere, the fact that Zacchaeus Walker and Xavier Capers are both still here mm-hmm. I think speaks volumes, and I'm interested to see what that looks like on the field. O- offensive and defensive player, you know, as, as part of the breakout candidates that we, we haven't mentioned yet, um, John Samuel mentioned Malcolm Johnson Jr. as a receiver that folks should maybe... We heard a lot about him in the spring. Right, and that's that's somebody who I, I think maybe Potential gets, starter, gets, gets lost gets lost in the shuffle of the Auburn receivers as someone who's been around and is, is maybe, you know, has, has his best football hopefully still in front of him. Yeah. But that's somebody who... And, and a big-time recruit who had a weird start to his, his college football career enrolling right before fall practice started. So yeah, yeah. He, he, would, he was, he was in the COVID ahead. year. Yeah, so, so there'd be, there'd be reason to believe and and a skill set of someone who could you know make an impact if, if things line up. Uh, Demetrius Coley, I, I was going to mention him as well. I've heard a lot about him. It just it's, over cr- the last, it's crowded. Uh, it's def- very defensive, crowded. Defensive end is a tough place. You know, right. if, but uh, when he signed, a lot of people thought it was just like, hey, he's got the raw talent to be somebody really special down the line. It's just going to take some time to develop him. You know, maybe that time's a little bit closer. I but it is very crowded. It is uh, a I'll, very I'll crowded defensive line. Better, who had better? be a breakout candidate this year. And it's not breakout, not that you haven't seen him, seen him play a little bit, but Killian needs to be an SEC left tackle. I mean, it would it would make it would it would make your life a lot easier if you're Auburn if you could. Oh yeah. If there yeah. are two tackles that play more than Killian Zier this year, you really hope they're both playing well, right? It's not out of necessity yeah. or oh, yeah. or because you had to bench Killian or something like that. Like because at that point you're probably looking at Trox and well, Jackson. With with Brian Harson's offense, your left tackle is is very important. Oh what's, yeah. What's Coffee? Would he be in that mix? Maybe as he's as a more right tackle. He's, yeah, he's he's yeah. been a right tackle that would maybe I don't know that would be. And we haven't seen him yeah. at all. You know. We saw we actually saw him before we saw Killian, and then we didn't see. Him. Yeah, I link him and Killian because they were they came in together. They yeah both as as top, they were as top the rated one and two junior college tackles. Right, and and I believe the numbers also victims of guys. I mean, like they came in at a weird time. You know, well, Killian was rehabbing an injury when campus was closed. Like I've heard yeah. stories about what was going on there, and like it was a very weird deal. Oh, where, yeah. he had a I rehab mean, on his own on campus because he couldn't go home yeah. because. And Bill, in Germany. And, and Bill, you remember what campus was like in the spring of 2020? Like no, nobody was at nobody was at work. Like everybody, oh, yeah. was, Auburn told everyone, but the the absolute you know essential uh, folks to to stay home. I imagine rehabbing an injury in the in that circumstance. On top of adjusting to your new college and and your new teammates and things yeah. like that. Oh, like yeah. there are a lot of and and some of it's you know look it, there there are you know there there are other I mean it, there there are reasons for you know every, everyone's got excuses but like for some of these guys that had really weird starts to their auburn careers it would make sense if the breakout took a couple of years that's malcolm johnson jr and, and to an extent uh yeah i mean that that's that's killian too with the way that uh that the 2020 season started for him three three four three two one thirteen ninety do you have any players that uh uh that, that come to mind under that question i mean uh who, who do you think could be or who do you think 
needs to be. Did you guys pick any defensive backs? Was it was there anyone in the, of, of the? He did. You, yeah, you, he said Caden Bridges. Bridges is a good one. We we heard a lot about Rim of the uh, of the the true freshman, right? I mean, there was there was there was a lot of JD Rim talk uh, during the uh, during the spring as someone who maybe seemed ready uh, to, uh, to to play. Uh, some some kind of role. I mean, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be tough unless you know someone is undeniable uh, for a for a true freshman. But but maybe uh, m- maybe Rim would be would be in that in that in that conversation as as the true mm-hmm. freshman looking to uh, to get in. I oh, mean, yeah. depending yeah. on what and and then I mean DJ of the of the incoming players too. DJ James would be in that in that sort of mix. The uh, the, the Oregon. Uh, uh, transfer as well. I mean, there's 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 a few a few possibilities there. Of of in, I think in you're going to see a lot of the guys on yeah. special teams early. I mean, Osbury is a guy that that could be out there at least on special teams too. So, uh, see, so, so yeah, I mean that that's one of the fun things as you look forward to the start of at start of practice. You know what what names we start hearing about, or if we get an opportunity. I mean, which which guys appear to be, you know, impressing early on. One thing for sure. I mean. Um, a lot of the guys on the staff have a much better feel for what they have and what the players can do. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so we'll see how long it takes to, to sort of get an idea as to who is where on, on the depth chart. And in, a, in an era where there's going to be lots of roster turnover every year, like that is sort of the upside of it, right, is that you're going to have a roster this time of year and, and throughout the summer – Unless your team just experiences an exodus, you're gonna have you're gonna have players who uh, who who weren't on last year's team competing for roles in the depth chart, and you're gonna have breakout candidates and sleepers and things like that. And I, and I understand how it can it can start to feel a little mercenary if you have 22 starters that were not on last year's team that all joined via the transfer portal, but at the same time trying to sort of Trying to imagine what it's going to look like once the dust settles is is a uh, you know it's it's a uh, it's an experiment in uh, in in what what are the different possibilities here and what are the different uh, who who could be the who could be the players making an impact on the roster. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'd love for you to join in here on the Thursday drive when we come back. We'll uh, get Justin to talk about the latest addition to Auburn's commitments yesterday as uh, Auburn picking up. Um, Wilkie Denod from uh, from down in Florida. Big Cat Weekend coming up this weekend as well. Uh, Going to be quite a few players coming in. But uh, we'd love to, you know, you, we'll go in whatever direction you would like to send us. Uh, so do, give us a call, 334-321-1390. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of hour number one here of the Thursday Drive. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson, and you can join in as well. Speaking of joining in, uh, should, should we uh, um, talk a little bit about Auburn's Auburn's new NIL? I mean, which is which yeah. is out there and, and encouraging Reach, encouraging reached out folks Phil, to join. Philip Marshall wrote a cool story about the um, about, about on the, to victory. Yeah, about on to victory, the new NIL group that sort of uh, uh, acquired the as as Philip wrote acquired the. Rights to Auburn NIL, Rick Davidson's group, and they've right. uh, 
Uh, they're they're sort of pushing the the sovereign collective in a in, in a new way. I've reached out and seen if we uh, we could get someone from that group to uh, to come on and uh, and talk about it. But it does. Uh, I thought one of the more interesting things in Philip's article was the uh, were, were, were the quotes from one of the gentlemen from Auburn NIL or from uh, from On to Victory who had spoken with Bruce Pearl before Bruce Pearl goes to uh, before Bruce Pearl made his trip to uh, uh, to Israel and mentioned that uh, uh, that that you know without basically acknowledging that without without a, a standard NIL operation without a competitive NIL operation. It's tough, if not impossible, for major universities to compete, you know, in in at, at a championship level in programs like football and men's basketball. So, yeah, I mean, it's urge you're, you're hearing it, and that, and that doesn't really that, that doesn't fly in the face of anything else coaches are saying publicly or privately about establishing NIL groups. No, when, no, when, I mean when, it, when they're asked, there's not a coach. I mean, they may not like it or may not have liked it, but uh, they 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 know they they have that there there has yeah. to be. An NIL in place for them to be able to compete. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think Auburn's ever going to be one of those places that's going to be very flashy about it. You know, and yeah, and I doubt you're going to hear Brian Harson talking about how much you know somebody's making. Right. No, I don't think I don't think that's going to be the style. Um, but it's a necessity to compete for some of the best recruits, and like I, it's one of those things where I don't think Auburn wants to be left behind. You know, they might not be somebody where it's like. You know, this is going to be all our, our entire recruiting effort is going to be based on what we can get people in NIL. I don't think they're ever going to be that. Instead, though, I, want, I think they want to make sure they can be competitive. You've got and to be this, competitive there yeah. because, I mean, there have been – I mean, even Nick Saban's talked about yeah. uh, play. And, like, Alabama's um, NIL operation isn't – I mean, isn't farther ahead than Auburn's or anything like that. It's just I Alabama's do li- Alabama. I do like their team store idea, and, and that's something I think that – And that's supposed to be everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I can't year. imagine everybody not doing that. Yeah. That's uh, I so... think it was Marcella reported earlier this week that Fanatics is looking to do that pretty yeah. much everywhere. Oh, absolutely. Such they a good should. idea. Such yeah. a good idea. So um, the Philip Marshall – so uh, Wolitz is the guy that I was uh, I, I yeah. was talking about. Big-time donor. Yeah, big-time big time donor. Um, Walt, Walt – Walt, Waltos. Walt Waltos. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so uh, Walt Waltos is the uh, is 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 the donor that was quoted extensively in, in Philip's article. He very had, very big donor, if I remember correctly, to the football facility. Mm-hmm. Right. That had breakfast right. with Bruce Pearl on Wednesday morning. Uh, Waltos quoted in the article saying, uh, "NIL has to." He said, "NIL has to be our top priority. If not, we're not going to be competitive. People want to sure. get to winners. People are encouraged when things are going well." Uh, things are going well. Football has issues right now, but look at other sports. We're doing really, really well. If we want to continue to do that, we have to provide support. Yeah. Unquote. It's a different ballgame. And the uh, I thought the quote from Rich McGlynn about you know sort of the guidance Auburn is giving NIL groups about how involved they can be uh, was an interesting one too. The quote uh, that this is uh, as. As uh, Executive Athletics Director Rich McGlynn explained it, unquote, uh, quote, uh, if they are going to ask a coach, what can I get? The coach is going to say, I can't promise you anything and can't be involved. I can show you our recruiting presentation that shows you what the kids on our team are making, and you have every reason to believe that you can make the same kind of money, if not more. We expect NIL to grow. If you help us win championships, Auburn people uh, take care of Auburn kids. Our coaches have to be really careful about what they are saying. Yep. Unquote. 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, it's uh, you know a sign that, and, and I would imagine... Uh, this this is in part a reaction to what other SEC schools are are doing and mm-hmm. how they are establishing NIL groups and collectives and yeah. trying to uh, in ways that are legal and and allowed by state law and the conference 
uh, trying to uh, do do what they can uh, to make Auburn an attractive place for the best student athletes possible. Sure. Uh, in part because if you if you don't get them to come to Auburn, uh, they could very well be wearing the jersey of someone you see uh, in, in either in conference play or or on on the road to a championship. Right. Yeah. So um, maybe maybe uh, we can get we can. Get do you know somebody. Walt? Uh, no, I you don't. Said that, you said that like you knew him. Sorry, I was, I was thinking. No, well, I know this, the name. This, I, know I was going to say, is this an engineer? No, well, it is. Yeah, I know. Um, it is an engineer thing. I, I, but, I mean, as I was reading through, I mean, I, I know somebody with, that we, that's on the board that we might get. Oh, there's somebody, there's somebody in there that, that yeah. comes to mind? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, Keith Jones. I mean, so we'll, uh, we'll see. I'll see if we can get, uh, see if I can. I thought I had his number in the phone, but uh, but I must, that must have been my old phone. I mean, really. Um, but, yes. He might, he I mean, might be listening. He may be. Um, 334-321-1390. Tell you what, Don, we're just about out of time here in hour number one. We're coming up on our top of the hour break. Uh, I want to give you plenty of time. Uh, so, so yeah, we, we'd love to hear from you. You can, Don, if you can, hang on. If not, just call us back in a few minutes. It's going to be about seven minutes until we come back after the break and then the ESPN update. But, uh, but, yes, we're looking forward to hearing from you. And you can get in line behind him. Hour number two of The Drive coming up. Sports Leader ESPN 1067, a broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome into hour number two of the Thursday Drive. Hope your Thursday going well. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Here in the studio with Drew at the controls and hour number two of The Drive. Brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic. East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care. With locations in Auburn and Opelika. On the web at orthoclinic.com. And we welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 
1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive Text Box, presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast of the show, which you can find uh, on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And let's get right to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, because Don called in right as we were ending our number one and patiently uh, was was uh, hanging on. So, Don, thanks for holding on. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I was very interested in hearing a little bit more about the NIL situation, and I'm just very curious. Are they interested at all in a small donor such as myself that could do $1,000 a year, or are they really only after big bucks no no the on to victory which just launched today and i believe um the 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 other nil was 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 something may have been 199 a month or something like that was was one of the things they had but i believe from everything that i understand and again we will see if we can't get someone uh from the collective on with us but from everything i've i've heard there they're going to be um opportunities available for fans that you know might be able to give twenty five dollars you know it's something like that just uh obviously sure you'd love the large donations but uh and and the next question and i can't answer that is well what would you get well i think it's for for the different levels that's something that that i'm sure you could learn about from them but no i think they're they're aiming to to try to be able to uh accommodate fans of of any you know financial yeah. stature yeah and I, and I don't think Stats. they're they're encouraging financial irresponsibility no. or anything uh, you know don't give don't give money you need for food and medicine to help your favorite college football team win instead or anything like that but but no I do think that that it's it's not unlike giving to a political campaign or a super PAC where I think there's maybe the understanding that you're going to get something for your money if the the MSRP on the thing you're getting may be significantly less than your donation but it's a it's a gesture of thank you for 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 what you're getting or uh you know in the case of subscription yeah maybe you know by buying this you know whether it's a a a cameo or a you know something like that like there there could be things you can you can also buy to sort of contribute to the cause but yeah it does seem like they, they they don't want it to just be uh for for a few high profile donors. And Don, I would tell you you can go their website is up now. It's ontovictory.com. And, okay. And and there it, it they do they they list their their board and I will say this, their board is made up of some um very successful businessmen who have who have proven their business acumen through the years and they pledge to benefit student athletes and say their directors will never receive compensation or profit from the collective. Yeah, I've uh, got to think there are a lot of other individuals out there like myself. I don't like to get tied into a monthly thing or anything. Right. But I'd like to give maybe a thousand dollars just so I could feel like I was part of it. Oh, absolutely, and and uh, yeah. they list you know they list baseball, basketball, football, fishing, golf, gymnastics, and soccer that they are already um, uh, tied in with. They say they have sixty student athletes already. I think Auburn, yeah, people forget people forget Auburn has with. Auburn has a Bassmaster uh, national champion. Very there. good, enrolled That's exactly right, enrolled in, 
enrolled on on campus among the other uh, accomplished uh, accomplished student athletes on uh, uh, yeah so no I, I think there there could be there could be I mean and, and again we we reached out to somebody from the organization you know we'll see if we can get someone who's who's willing to come on and answer these questions rather than us sort of you know trying to uh, uh, you know trying try to answer for the group um, and and you know maybe uh, you know maybe they would be interested in. <laughs> there is a contact phone. There, no, right I, I've, yeah, no, I've, I've, yeah, I've, uh, I've told okay. them, uh, I've told them to come. Uh, you know, if, if they if they'd like to talk to us, we'd uh, we would we would love to talk to somebody from Onda Victory about the new uh, endeavor to uh, uh, to uh, to try to uh, you know supporting all char- that. Yeah, charge charge John, up Auburn's uh, NIL. Appreciate y'all's support, Don. Thanks for the call. Thanks for hanging on. Yep. Bye bye. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Yes, I mean that's just uh, the way it is. That's. That, that's what it's all about right now. I mean, you, as Justin said earlier, it's not that, um, you, you know, you're necessarily wanting to, uh, broadcast or, you know, have billboards about exactly what you're, oh, what yeah. you're making available, but you had better be able to be competitive. Yeah. You got to be competitive. You got to have the money. And a kid is going to want to say, like, hey, if I come here, can I can I get this opportunity? Can I get these opportunities right. that I'm getting other places? And right now, I don't think Auburn can swing as heavy as they would like. So it's going to take money, and it's going to take cooperation. It's going to take everybody being on board. It sounds like this is kind of a, a widespread kind of thing. Because, you know, there was a question somebody asked me today. It was like, all right, what's the difference between this or should they have this? And does that take away from, like, the player ones that they run? And I was like, they're, they're different. They're different. This one seems to be very donor centric. Right. Whereas you can do stuff where, like, man, if you want the access to the players and you want to do like the small things that they're running and they're kind of coordinating uh, with these companies, you can do that. You do. But this seems like this seems like a bigger money kind well, of. Well, we were we were talking about it a little yesterday. I mean, you've heard of some places um, either offering or insinuating exclusive rights. There's no exclusive rights to any of these players. Have the rights to be able to. Do any of these mm-hmm. and all of them? Yep, 100%. you do. You do wonder if the competition would come from if you're if you're someone in the athletic department tasked with fundraising. Now you've got NIL groups calling the same yeah, the same people the same you're people right. that you call asking. Uh, you know, they're they're asking for money. You know, to help the school's recruiting efforts. That money might have been. Uh, you know, had, had it not gone to the NIL group, it might have gone to somebody who was trying to fundraise for facilities mm-hmm. or or scholarship yes. within the program, things like that. You know, now, now there's going to be a bit of a race between those groups to see who can uh, who can reach the right donors and and continue to uh, to, to do their uh, their job. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline, and we'll get back to it. And Matt is next. Hey, Matt. Hey guys, what's the the, the name of the group of people on there? The board of what? I believe it's Board of Directors. Oh, Hold on. on to Victory is the uh, is the group. The group you, is yeah, on the, to Victory. The, the, yeah. the, yeah. the board is the Board of the Directors the same people that are the power brokers at Auburn that keep the meddling. Did they just no no uh, no these all right? I, I will read you the the, the Board of Direct. Here here are the board members. The six board members, it says, On to Victory was created by six individuals, and it lists their names, and it has their signatures. Mike Arison, Nick Davis, Steve Fleming, Keith Jones, Ned Sheffield, and Wesley Spruill. The, the article so those, also... I, I would say those are, those are not names you've been hearing about 
uh, meddling in Auburn athletics or not, things not, like that. Not involved no. in any positions of power. And, and like Phillips' that. article also well, these, quotes... These, have, these guys have a little power. Well, not, but, not necessarily directly but, yeah. with Auburn athletics, yes. <laughs> Phillips' article also quotes... They definitely uh, Walt, got power and money. Walt Waltos and, and mentions that he was on the... Uh, it says he donated a million dollars and he was the founding on the founding board of directors for, for the organization, uh, too. But no, it's, it seems like it's a different group than... Um, than, than some of the, I don't know, you know, the, the mythical powers that be. Yeah, the, the same old, yeah, the, the, good, the good old the boy GLB, network. GLB, yeah, yeah, the good old good boy old network. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It does seem like this is a, uh, this is a group that, um, that, that yeah, I, I don't know how involved they are or have been in the past in decisions, uh, you know, made by the athletic department. 334-321-1390. Well, uh, They've been a source for money, though. A couple of those guys have been a source for, no, you're for, right. fun, for fundraising within the department, so. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the objectives is to, uh, to, to, to aid recruiting. Auburn picked up a commitment yesterday from, uh, a, a, an edge slash defensive end. I think he can kind of do either. Nod. Yeah. Um, by the way, awesome name. Uh, yeah, it's great that Auburn's going back to just getting the best names possible out there. I think that's that that shows that Brian Harson and his may, that may and be his a, staff, a reason for the for the lower number that he's I call, uh, selectively yeah. looking. You know, well, it's, it, it shows that Brian Harson is adapting to the culture of Auburn and what makes this place <laughs> great. Now, Wilkie Dodds is a really interesting player, um, edge rusher right now, um, but has the frame to mm-hmm. be a guy that could kick inside. Um, really interesting player. I think there's a lot like size wise coming out. Very similar, I think, to a Colby Wooden in terms of like, okay, where is this guy going to play? You know, long term, um, he's he's very athletic. Got really good. Uh, he's got really good uh, first step to him, um, but plays with power a lot. I think that's the thing with him is he is kind of a power uh, edge rusher, which is why people think well, you know maybe he could kick inside uh, in in the future. Plays at a pretty small classification in Florida, so people will have like, oh, well, you know, may, how the transition is going to go there. Uh, but puts up some really good numbers and was a guy that uh, a lot of people wanted. So um, Auburn needs defensive linemen. They need to take advantage of this defensive line class. Uh, you know, he's a Florida kid, but you know. The regionally, this is a really strong defensive line class, and this is kind of the first first shot in there. And um, they've got some guys lined up at Big Cat Weekend this weekend that are big name defensive linemen and edge rushers as well. So hopefully they can get a get a crew uh, together. Is kind of the kind of the thought process. It'll be interesting to see you know what what class of twenty three commitments they can land you know for for Big Cat Weekend, or really what they can add to that class between now. Sounds and like start- they got a shot at a couple, right? And then between between now and the start of the season, you know how, how many yeah. class of twenty three commitments Auburn has will be something to watch for. We were saying earlier in the week, you know Auburn would love to be. Closer to double digits, if not, could make in. some could make some moves in twenty four. Also, this weekend right. as well seems you know, to be a pretty good visitor list for the twenty four class. Right, a lot, lot of headway still to be made in the in, in the twenty twenty four class. Not just, I mean, a lot, lot of folks yeah. are, are trying to make progress. But like, there there seems to be some some uh, thought that there, you could get a commitment or two out of out of the twenty fours already, which I think it would be really interesting, um, considering kind of the the narrative and the and the you know kind of scope of what's going on with Auburn right now. But yeah. Uh, Pretty big Big Cat weekend list. Got some heavy hitters uh, coming in. Some guys that I think they'd want to have here but aren't. I think Florida's having a big visit weekend as well, and some other guys not making a visit. But a lot of you know the majority of Auburn's commitments right now. Some really good targets. Some guys who are flip candidates. Um, you know, I, I would I would expect to get out of this weekend. I think if you're Auburn with with multiple commitments of some kind, we'll see how many that'll end up being. But they seem to be in a good spot for quite a few of these guys. 
334-321-1390. That's uh, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. We haven't really had a chance to uh, let you talk yeah. about what all you've had going on and, and got coming up here in these busy times. Yeah, busy week this week. This week I had a uh, film room on uh, Coy Moore, if you want to check that out. Uh, kind of get a deep dive there. Did a preview of what to expect uh, from this Israel tour coming up for Auburn basketball. Uh, did a story on Derek Hall. Uh, yesterday didn't have anything today, but that's because we have a, we have. Uh, kind of thought it was Friday. Well, that's because yeah. I thought it was Friday. Um, no, because we have two things coming out tomorrow. Uh, mailbag tomorrow morning. It's a huge one. A lot of football. A lot of basketball in there. Uh, and uh, we will have a podcast tomorrow afternoon, our premium one, uh, with a first time guest that we haven't had on before, but people have asked for. Um, uh, that uh, you know, uh, one of one of my favorites uh, covering uh, college football uh, that you can find anywhere. He's going to talk to us about Auburn and, and the SEC at large, and looking forward to that. Kind of our last kind of season preview type of thing before we jump in. And of course, next week we've got. Israel tour and basketball. We've got football mm-hmm. uh, practices starting. The newsletters and the podcast are becoming fast and furious uh, from the Observer. AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year gets you signed up. We email everything to you. And like I said, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out here. So observations from practices, games, uh, the, the, the Israel games, um, and just uh, just getting you ready for the start of the season. It's going to be a busy month of August, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, no question about it. All right, we'll get to our first break. Here of hour number two, come on in and join us on the Thursday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 19 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Taking your calls, questions, comments. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise. You you mentioned the uh, uh, the the basketball trip to Israel. They've got something going on tomorrow, and then yep. and then we'll head out. Mm-hmm. Gotta, we've got to actually have a uh, media up. Yeah, uh, moving it around with, on me. With, with, but, yeah. uh, uh, they've got, uh, yeah, they've got a... a Camp of sorts tomorrow that uh-huh. they are doing with uh, uh, some special needs uh, folks, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have their final practice before they leave for Israel uh, later on in the afternoon. So first opportunity to talk to, I believe, uh, Chance Westry and Janai Broom are going to be available to the media. And then I believe it's KD and um, Dylan Cartwell as well. So a lot to talk about. Yeah, that basketball tour is going to be really Interesting. Um, just to hear Bruce Pearl talk about his his guys early on and kind of see them early. Um, you know, it'll be an interesting trip. I think you're going to learn a lot about these guys individually. You might not learn as much about like, hey, here's the guys who are going to star. Here's what you can expect stylistically. They're going to be experimenting a lot out there, but it's going to be an opportunity to watch guys like Yohan Trior uh, play for the first time uh, at Auburn, Janai Broom, Chance Westry, Trey Donaldson. But then, you know, how much has Jalen uh, Williams and Alan Flanagan in that backcourt come along this year? Um, a lot of really good storylines. It's going to be a lot of good basketball, I think. Yeah, there's so much to really want to see. I mean, you yeah. want to see the development of the of the guys from mm-hmm. year one to year two at Auburn. You want to see, is, is Alan Flanagan the Alan Flanagan of a couple of years ago? Is Jalen ready to be the man uh and and then all the newcomers yeah it's it, it'll be really interesting and it'll be good competition too um when they went to the when they went to Israel, uh, when they sorry when they went to Italy a few years back 
just smash the competition over there. Um, it's going to be a lot different. They expect a, they expect a much tougher uh, competition in Israel, and for good reason. Um, the Israeli U twenties uh, and the nat- the senior national team are both in spots where they they've spent the summer playing together. They've they've been doing the qualifying, um, I think EuroBasket and the FIBA World Cup going on, uh, qualifying stages for that. So like Auburn's playing them in the midst of times when they've been playing together a lot. Uh, and then I'll be very interested to see. Bruce mentioned him earlier in the week. Uh, Denny Avija could be playing uh, for the for the Israeli national team uh, in this. And if you don't know who Denny Avija is, he was the number nine pick uh, a couple of years ago for the Washington Wizards. Uh, just came off a really good sophomore season with the Wizards. Good wing, kind of you know three four kind of stretch type of player. Really good shooter. They've called him Israel's best prospect ever. Uh, and uh, early on, looking pretty good. He was one of only, I think he's one of only five or six players in the NBA last year who played in every single game. Um, so a guy that uh, you know the Wizards have a lot of, of belief in, and um, you know definitely a guy who's like, you know, not very many, not very many times can you uh, go up and say, hey, you're going to play a dude that's a lottery that was a lottery pick, and not when he was in college. It's so that you get him two years out of the league or out and into the league. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, should be some really good competition, and I'll. Uh, uh, and I mean, what an opportunity for Auburn fans! You know, only Kentucky has ever been able to say, "Hey, all of our preseason tour games are going to be you know, these foreign trips are going to be on TV." Um, so Auburn, it's just going to be a great opportunity for Auburn to uh, to continue to build up the brand and. Um, I think also just get a lot of good work in uh, I, this time of year. Do, do we think what, what's the story with Avida on on is he, if he's playing? So um, originally, like, I, I thought he was going to wait for international competition towards the end of the month. But it was, so originally, that was the that was the thought um, that you know he was he was playing earlier. He was back in Israel earlier this year or earlier this summer, but you just get closer to the NBA season. Um, it, there seems to be some sort of disconnect whether guys are getting released for World Cup qualifying or guys are getting released for Eurobasket qualifying. But Bruce said Bruce said earlier this week that he mentioned him specifically as 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 a guy that could be out there for the national team. So it'd be interesting to see. Um, I got the world- he has not played he has not played in the last round of qualifying for Israel, but they expect him. In the September games to be a part of it, so maybe maybe they're already going to get him on board this time, right? Like, and, and Israel's going to play in both the World Cup qualifying. The team that Auburn, uh, will, the national team that Auburn yeah, will face, yeah. will be competing later this month for World Cup qualifying, and, and they're and they they're going to, to and they're going to be in Eurobasket, and they're too. going to Eurobasket, which is in Germany, and uh, and so they've got and, that's a, in, and that is in September or October. Yeah, I think no, it's I think it's the end of it's before the NBA season started. I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's September. I think it's, I think it's yeah, end, end of August, beginning of September. And yeah. so there's and um, if you don't know Eurobasket, it's like uh, it's like the Euro Cup. It's like the it's like Euro for um, for basketball. It's like all the European countries come together every few years to have, <laughs> tough, a, have a continental tournament. Tough to follow because it's right when football season gets started in the United States, and the hours are sometimes very difficult. Uh, but no, there's there's usually some really cool basketball, oh, especially yeah. when you get into the later stages of of Euro, France, of Euro Spain, basket. Yeah, and and Israel's team, you know, will will go to Euro baskets. Think Israel, I think Israel is late, latest FIBA rankings are top twenty, I believe now. Um, so it's just, it's a good, no, it's they, good. Well, I, it's I, gonna be a good competition. I was glad to see the games are all going to work out to be noon our time. Yeah, I was worried about that. I was worried. Yeah. I mean. For some of us that, Big time that actually difference. have to wake up and go to work early, mm-hmm. I was I was worried about that. So, 
Yeah, so that's great. And the other thing that uh, you were saying, uh, don't put too much stock into the lineups that you see. Bruce out said there. he might might do I can't a different wait to lineup. See some of them, I yeah. Mean, some guys might not even dress every game just so they can get everybody out there on the floor and have that experience. Yeah, it'll be really cool. Um, yeah, when you start to think of like, hey, where where does Jalen Williams play this year for Auburn? Like, where do they see his role? I mean, that's a guy who can start at the four or the five. We know that. Put him out there. Where's Chance Westry play? Bruce has talked about him as a guy who can play one, two, or three uh, for this team. So they'll move around and and and, and shake some things up. And then Yon uh, Traor, just the way he talks about him is interesting. I think if you want to find somebody, if you want to find a good comp for him, think about him as a as a little high, uh, you know, higher touted, more highly touted uh, JT Thor, and the fact that still kind of newer to the game, pretty raw in some capacity. But when you watch him play. Um, there's a lot to him with the way he moves, the way he jumps, the way he just operates on the floor that people can say like, "Oh, that's an NBA player." Sooner or later, that's going to be an NBA player, and um, he'll be he'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, any, uh, um, I, I've heard a couple of different things, like conflicting stories about uh, Aiden Holloway. So Aiden Holloway is supposed to be committing tonight. That's what. Yeah, I, I, I'd seen that. The timeline I, is odd. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is, though. Um, yeah, I mean Auburn widely expected to uh to have a commitment for him. Um and uh man, I don't know I don't know if anybody listening has watched him enough, but uh I, I have not dude is a gunner. Just a, a shooter. Um he's small, mm-hmm. six footer, point guard, but some places have him listed as a combo guard because this dude shoots. He just came off of a, a really good run at, at uh at uh the Peach Jam. Uh, which is the big AAU tournament in um, in Atlanta every year, and uh, you know there were constantly he made the second team for that. There were constantly people who were saying like, "Hey, here's a game where there of the ten guys on the floor right now, six or seven of them are five stars, and he's the best player on the floor right now." Aiden Holloway's best player. So I mean, like he he's doing really really well for a guy who's like so I just fearless shooter. I think he's got a lot of like what that Wendell Green Jr., Jared Harper kind of yeah. style where it's just like unafraid to pull it, very confident in his shot, can create his own can create his own look and overcomes the fact that he's not very big with the fact that he just is really good at creating space and, and, and taking shots and just kind of has has great range. I mean, you know, Bruce is Bruce is sort of he's building that that adding on to the rep of you know he's he's got those under undersized but dangerous just very oh. dangerous yeah i think he i think he on film he falls right in line for the jared harper Wendell green type of type of point guard for auburn I think one of I think one of Aiden's teammates is announcing something tonight, and that's what some folks thought. Yeah. Like his his like people thought people saw something on social media about oh, okay. Aiden. That makes sense. And yeah. they thought maybe Aiden that's, was announcing tonight. Yeah, but I believe been one a little of, confusion. I believe one of Aiden's teammates is right. announcing something tonight. And Aiden that posted something on social media about it, and people thought that was, was yeah. that was going to be his. Oh, announcement. Okay, all right. Well, that makes sense then because he has a couple of teammates that are also highly regarded. Uh, he plays uh, yeah. a pro- he plays a pro- pro- that prolific prep now. I mean, he's, right. he's he's teammates. He's teammates with like, which is full of five stars. Oh yeah, oh yeah, really? Yeah, and he played it. Uh, speaking of the Wendell Green connection, he played a lot of Lumiere last year in um, in uh, Indianapolis, uh, which is where Wendell played his his final year of high school ball, and that is a uh, multi time uh, high school national championship program. So he has played <laughs> between the AAU circuit and what he's done in his high school day. I mean, he is he is battle tested. I mean, this is. He's getting the, he's getting the best competition out there. So the fact that he proves you know he's a really good shooter on that. I think he shot. I think he said at Europe at uh, no, Europe at Peach Jam. He was like 
Some, somebody said he shot over 50% from deep in those games, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, no kidding. All right, we need to get to our bottom of the hour break. couple of segments left. Time for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn Hotline, 334-321-1390. Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Thursday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Justin Ferguson... Let's see, we've talked uh, we, we talked pretty much everything that's going on Auburn Sports. Again, I mean, it's it's a fun time. With Here, uh, Here's something crazy I saw today. General Sports. Oh. One week from tonight is the Hall of Fame game. Wow. We are already are at preseason NFL football. Wow, I yeah, did not realize that. It's usually the first, first week of August, right? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean it, it feels that really crazy. early. Crazy. You know what? Three weeks from tonight, high school football starts. Oh, my God. I am not ready for that. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, just the, yeah. the 18th. Woo! Man, I am not ready. But I did not know. I didn't realize the Hall no. of Fame games. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Uh, one, of my, one of my friends covers the Raiders, and the Raiders are playing in that game. And um, I believe that's right. And uh, and uh, he retweeted something that was like one week, and I was like, "Oh my god, really?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, because I know. I, I mean, mean, training camps are already underway. Yeah. They're going to start doing joint practices early next week, and yeah, we're 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 rolling. I believe. All right, so the teams that are playing week zero in college football are starting fall practice like right now. Yes, today. Yep. Today and tomorrow, which includes is, which includes Vanderbilt. That's Van, right. Vanderbilt and Hawaii are in uh, are in are that part is of the exactly uh, right. And is let, me, it, let me pull out the Almighty isn't there, LSU, isn't there LSU a game, TV schedule. Isn't there a game somewhere weird? The the first uh, week uh, zero, like, like is, a is somebody, game in Dublin. Or is somebody something? playing in Ireland? Is somebody uh, maybe maybe it's I'm like thinking, there's a, maybe like, so. a, like a big Nebraska? Is there a Big Ten team or somebody playing? Um, All right, here you go. Week z- oh, that sounded terrible. Week zero. Um, okay, Western Kentucky plays Austin P. It's on CBS Sports Network. Nebraska Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, that is a Fox game. I mean, that's that's what you think of when I think of you know that's the perfect fit for what Ireland. Think weeks, I, Nebraska I do, and Northwestern. I do sort of like you know what if you're going to Big pl- Ten, but if you're going to play a, if you're going to play a game with a crazy field trip. Probably do it week zero. Don't 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 oh, yeah. blend it into the middle of the year. Like to open your conference season overseas. Yeah, that is a conference game. Yeah, you're yes. right. Yes, it's a divisional game too. Um, <laughs> Say so UNLV Idaho State, Aub- like Auburn Arkansas next year in Buenos Aires or something. Just Utah to start, to start State, the year UConn, in week zero. Illinois, Wyoming, Florida State plays in week zero this year. They play. They host Duquesne to start the year. Uh, Florida Dukes. Atlantic, Florida Atlantic, and Charlotte. Is that a conference game? Uh, I can never remember. Charlotte, I, I forget if Charlotte's like. A I can't remember. 
North Carolina hosts Florida hosted 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 Florida in them, and then uh, yeah Hawaii hosting the Vanderbilt Commodores. That's right. Yeah, I mean if you're Vandy, I mean and and Clark Lee talked about that uh, that. And I believe that getting, is getting a road I trip, that road is trip an to Hawaii. That is an Not afternoon bad. game in Hawaii because it, it kicks at nine thirty central. I believe it's, right, like it's like early. Noon, it's like noon the next day, right? It's like a noon Sunday. No, that's not. no, that's wrong. That's, that's, that's Japan. You, you, yeah. you want to be <laughs> you want Japan. you want to be part of the you know the the traveling party for that one. Also, uh, would, would that be nice? no, you're right. Nine thirty central is right around two thirty. In in Ooh, probably maybe earlier one thirty okay probably, so yeah but it's but it's, yeah, it's, it's 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 an afternoon game yeah, that's going to start very also, early, very late start. on the East Coast also of uh, of local interest maybe um, uh, Alabama State's playing Howard at the new at the old Turner Field in Week Zero that's an ESPN game that's a special HBCU classic right. uh, and uh, there was another one. Uh, Jacksonville State's playing Stephen F. Austin, and I can't remember if that's the game. That in, is the that, one. Is that the Montgomery game? That's the, or, or is that, that's the one where they're going to have the all the all the plays are going to go one direction. All the offense is always going to be going towards one. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. There's a game. Oh, I, it's the Jack. It's Jacksonville State's playing a game this year. Okay. Where because of the be, because only one end zone has like space behind it, they only want the offenses going towards. One end zone. So whenever a team has the ball, they're going to be going like the the teams are going to sort of always switch after after every possession, and and te- directional play will always be going. That is, wow. uh, it's it's one of Jacksonville State's games this year. Where I, we, we talked about it earlier in the off season, but there's a game where they're now this uh, this game's this game is in uh is the Montgomery game. It's the FCS kickoff in Montgomery. Jacksonville State at, at Crampton Bowl. Okay, so no, this this isn't the one at Crampton Bowl. Jacksonville State's playing a game this year. I think it's at maybe Rocket City's uh, uh, football football facility uh-huh. uh, where they're um, where, where yeah they they can't use oh. the uh, they can't use the full end zone. Yeah, and and it's uh, and it has to do with uh, it has to do with the safety of you know I guess wanting not wanting teams if there's a fence like right behind the end zone they don't want teams running like passing plays. Into going too far in, into, into that end zone or anything like that. So yeah, it's like omnidirectional or 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 uh, so monodirectional. This is, this is the FCS kickoff game at Cramden Bowl. It's Jacksonville State, Stephen F. Austin. Uh, by the way, Jacksonville State's first year under head coach who? That's uh, Rich Rodriguez yeah. is the new head coach of J State. And uh, number two, uh, he's missed at media days. That next week, that next week is um is the they're doing a Tuskegee's playing at Crampton Bowl uh that in a they're playing um who are they playing I just looked it up they're playing Fort Valley State uh which is a which is a conference game I believe but they're playing in Crampton Bowl in a game that honors the Red Tails uh from Tuskegee uh which is pretty cool I think Boeing sponsoring that game um so a couple of good couple of good somewhat local before Auburn really gets rolling so a couple of really good uh FCS games You ready for this? All right. Or well not even FCS games. October 15th Toyota Field will host the North Alabama versus Jacksonville State game. That is the home of the Rocket City Trash Pandas, also right. Sonny DeShera's uh, home, home for the yep. uh, for, for the time being. Uh, Ten thousand fans is the capacity. First college football game ever played in Madison, Alabama. Um, well, I you hope can, so. You can uh, you can get <laughs> tickets online at trashpandasbaseball.com. Both schools will have their full contingent of band members in attendance. 
the uh, uh, the uh, due to required safety protocols, all offensive drives will be played in one direction towards the first base dugout. So the way they've got the football flag, so when they got, punt it, they flip. Basically, yes, at the end every, of the play, they flip. Yes, teams will always be going towards. So if they have a pick six or a, a punt return for a touchdown, you're just stuck. Less well, they're less concerned about yeah. that one because you're not like you can still get into the end zone. It's like I think their their concern is the space around the end zone. Right. So they don't want teams throwing to a, a small end zone or anything like that. But no, if a punt return uh, is, is run back to the five yard line. Uh, then and, and then yeah, yes, back. you flip you flip it around and you run run from the other uh, five yard line. That that's the way they're going to do it. Some um, uh, it's the first meeting between the two schools uh, where they're both FCS members. They're both FCS members. Um, the fiftieth meeting between the two schools, and this is it. And this is it, right for Jacksonville State and FCS. Yes, they um, move up very soon. And it's North Alabama's first season as a full D1 uh member, so they're they're going to compete uh for the uh, the A Sun Championship and they they they're eligible I believe for the first time uh, since moving up for the FCS uh playoff as well. So that's a uh, I, I mean when I does think, State move up? 24? I think it's either next year or 24. Yeah. Um yeah, Jacksonville State's uh you know moving Is up. Is it 23? Cuz 23 feels early, right? But it but maybe maybe so. Um I I don't know the I don't know the answer to that question, but I did know there was a since we were talking about sort of strange settings for football games. I did twenty three. There, there was a game. Okay, so this is twenty three because I remember that because Jacksonville State is supposed to be in the new uh, NCAA football game when it comes right. out. A week, yeah, I remember that they that they're going to be a full fledged member which they, of which they could uh, the if battle. they wanted to which they could release on the on Liberty the New Mexico State Sam Houston State and and Jacksonville State all joining the CUSA that year and that and they could if they were to make a July 23 release date they could release it on the 10 year anniversary of the previous edition mm-hmm. of the football game July 9th 2013 was the release of NCAA football 14. That was the last edition of the college football video game uh, to be released. Uh, EA Sports working on a new one, maybe uh, in time for, uh, for for next season. It, I know is, that would be, it is supposed to be in next summer. I would say the, early, yeah, the, the, close, the closer you can get it to Memorial Day of next year, uh, you know, and, and and with a couple of months to go before the uh, before the season, I would say they, it that. used to release in July. July, yeah, the, like, a couple days after July. Usually, the Tuesday after July fourth mm-hmm. would be your uh, would be would your, be the week it, before would, my birthday. Would, would be NCAA uh, NCAA football game. But, uh, yeah, that that's uh, that, that the one in Madison with the the omnidirectional so the one directional one will be. Well, I mean, I guess to, to fit a to fit a baseball stadium, they they got to do it. That'll be uh, that'll be something to see. Bill, as Bill Cameron uh, gets gets back in after, uh, sorry, I mean I, I, I had something I needed to <laughs> the joys of uh, to home to right the joys there. of home ownership. Oh yeah, up with, yeah. With, Just, uh, maybe one day you, you'll have that opportunity. Bill will tell us about that. You want to get to Anthony before yeah, we uh, take that. a break? Anthony, back on the key of Auburn Hotline. What's up, Anthony? Twenty twenty three Jacksonville State will be eligible to play in Conference USA full schedule, uh, conference schedule, non conference schedule, big boy football next year. That's the answer that you're looking for. Absolutely. I, I, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for him too, and I think oh, yeah. and I think Rich Rod's the right move for that program. I'm, I've been a, I mean, I, for for years, I've been saying different jobs should consider hiring Rich Rodriguez, and I'm glad Jacksonville State is is the one that's going to make the move. And and I think that guy, uh, when when he has a quarterback that can run his system, uh, it's no fun for, for for the other team. There's 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 too much evidence of that everywhere he's been. Let me say this: I uh, I disagree with you. 
And the reason I say that, the coach they had, I didn't see nothing wrong with him. I think they should have gave him an opportunity to move on into big boy football. You know, when they had him in the Division One double he brought the guys on down here and almost pulled off the hat trick and beat Auburn, uh, winning overtime, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Auburn messed around and then uh, escaped just by the hair of the chin. Oh, yeah. And I think they should have went ahead and gave that guy an opportunity to move on into big boy football and see what he could do. And then if he couldn't do it, then you look in another direction. I, I just don't agree with that. I didn't like it from the start when they did that. Uh, you know, they fixed the way he eased on out the door, but I didn't like it one bit. But I'm still excited. And look for my Gamecocks to do some great things in that Conference USA. It makes noise. And I will say one thing, more, more thing before I go. I think it's crazy to be playing in a baseball stadium. You got to go one way for drives. It's just stupid. She just brought it on down to the pit and played that thing in Jacksonville's home stadium. And, uh, you know, let the chickens do what the chickens do, or let the rooster crow and uh, have a good time. Thank you. Well, now, if it were a, I mean, if if it were like a really, really meaningful game, I'd I'd, I'd agree. Well, that's and that's a big. I mean, it's a big rivalry. They've played a lot of times. Um, you know, I, I think that it's it's sort of a, an opportunity to get it in a in an unusual setting. I imagine. Uh, oh, I should, uh, I should it look should up, be all, especially how how. You know, as as smaller schools, the smaller football programs, but how the tradition both of those programs yeah. have. You'd love for those to be on campus. I'm with Anthony, and 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 the thing about it being weird, you have to, you have to do all the weird stuff in the base in baseball or baseball team. Speaking of baseball, just saw this. Uh, apparently, has there been a trade? Oh, there, there has not been Hit a trade. Hit the alarm. Oh, okay, has not been a trade, but the Padres. Are considered to be the front runners for uh, Juan Soto, so they the, can have Soto and Tatis and the Pack and uh, Machado. They they have a ton of young talent. Mm-hmm. It's gonna the Padres package that they have right now. This is according to uh, uh, I can cor- I can guess two or three of them. Okay, I, I would guess Mackenzie Gore is one. I CJ. guess C.J. Abrams is another. Yep. Uh, what's the catcher's name? Um, it's not a catcher. Oh, okay, Adrian Morahon, who is currently yeah, 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 them. been up yeah. and down. Uh, and then uh, Robert Hassel the third, their top outfield prospect, mm-hmm. and then Joshua Mears, one of their other if top Cronin, outfielders. If Cronenworth were younger, you know, a guy that won Rookie of the Year two years ago would be in the mix. But I mean, I think uh, yeah, twenty eight or so. The net, yeah, but I think the national the Nationals are probably looking like you the, know, other even, there, even the other thing. The other thing there is Cronenworth's had a pretty good year this year yeah. as after having a pretty yeah, good year last year. Start, but, yeah. but he's a, but no, he's had yeah. a good year as a but, guy who owns him in fantasy baseball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, it would be but, like if you're going to trade for Soto, you're going to want to try to max your team out right now. Right. So you're going to be good trading prospects right. and young guys. Mackenzie Gore is an interesting case. And if you're trying to contend right now, why would you trade Juan Soto away? So it would make sense for the Nationals to be looking very long-term with oh, yeah. their haul. Well, I mean, the thing 100%. is, they're giving up. They're, you know, Soto's going to be with the Padres for two more years, you know, no matter what, it's a, if he goes there. I mean, wherever he goes, yeah. it's two years. So it, they got two years to try to convince him to sign. that window. If the Nationals GM... and Man, and I every, thought the Cardinals would have a better... Every, would have a better I think the bid. Padres have got just deeper... Yeah. System, Cardinals, prospect have, Cardinals have more guys that can play right now. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know and, how and much. The Cardinals yeah. would have to give up somebody like Nolan Gorman, some of the guys that are helping them right now. Yeah. And you wonder if the Nationals, you know, how intrigued they are by by options that could help them right uh, now versus maybe a little, little more longer term. Who's the guy who had such a good year? Like Tyler O'Neill? Yeah. The, yeah, for the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had a lot of they have a lot of good young guys. Mm-hmm. The Nationals, I I mean, if if Rizzo's to be believed, like uh, what, he, what he said, the general manager of the Nationals said that they're not looking to diminish the return by including a bad contract, right. which is something people thought they were going to have to they were going to have to give up. Uh, maybe maybe the Nationals are going to force Corbin Pat, or Strasburg, Corbin, yeah. Patrick Patrick Corbin or Steven Strasburg. Strasburg's the one. I mean, Cor- Corbin's. 
Uh, Corbin's, Corbin's only only sixty million least, over the next two years. But at least Corbin, at least Corbin, you know he'll pitch. Yes, yeah, right. Corbin, yeah. Corbin has been out there the struggling. Number, the number you the number you pointed out to me, Dan, is. It is shocking, right? Yeah. I mean, how about how about this one, Justin? St- Steven Strasburg signed a seven-year, uh, two hundred and forty-five million dollar deal after the twenty nineteen World Series. He's been with the Nationals uh, his entire. And it's career. like he's pitched like this, twelve innings. This is year. This is how, year. How many three. wins does he have this, since he signed that contract three years ago? Zero. Uh, one. One. He's won one game. Uh, isn't it like the, crazy? Like he's only pitched like. Twelve innings he's the last ba- two years or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's barely played, and yeah. he's, he's got a full no trade clause. And it would be difficult to convince. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how difficult it would be to convince him to to accept something like that. But yeah, you you wonder if a rebuilding team would be would be you know better off taking a diminished return of prospects and getting that contract off the books rather than. Trying nah. to maximize one so you max you, know, with, you max out so yeah I mean generational trade piece you've got here right and that's and that's been the um, I mean usually when teams have traded somebody I mean try, I, I know uh, I think it was ESPN.com found you know you find some comparisons for a Soto trade and it's like Griffey maybe to the Reds the best the best Cabrera, Cabrera it's Cabrera, Cabrera. I mean Cabrera, Cabrera I read is the something same age. about that this week Cabrera is basically the only comp you really have Miguel Cabrera as a Florida Marlin was a World Series champion yeah. a 23 year old World Series champion near the top of his position well, he was in, a in 19 baseball. year old and then 23 year old right but he yeah. was traded at 23 right like he, he was he was yeah. this that's the closest comparison so everybody else is either too old or might not be quite as accomplished as he was at that and the era. Tigers were I think the Tigers were Okay, with with what they've gotten out of Miguel Cabrera since making that well, trade. The, tra- the trade that the, who the Tigers gave up the other way, I think none of them really panned uh, out. Like Cam superstar. Maben was probably it, the biggest name. I believe in Andrew, Andrew Miller salvaged his career yes, as a, as a yes. big time reliever. But later, but and if you remember be, correctly, the Marlins got Don Trell in that in that trade as well. No, the Tigers got. Or the, ti- yeah, the, tig- sorry, the Tigers, the Tigers got. Yeah. They gave up Don Trell in that trade as well. Yeah, it's kind of a similar situation where you try to offload somebody. But yeah, but it's not like Don Trell was uh, a, an aging, washed-up vet. Either no, he at the was time. still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting. I, um, I didn't. Th- I didn't ever think that he they would get traded in the division. I was just like hoping that the Mets didn't get him. Um, as crazy as the Soto thing is, I'm I'm almost more intrigued by the possibility of Otani. I don't think the Angels can do it. I think they, I mean, even even with a year and a half, even with a year and a half left and Trout out for the year, like it, it were probably out for the year. And, right. and in fact, the Angels weren't really in contention anyway, even with, you know, I mean, At it, it any would, point. I mean, I, I do wonder what kind of return you'd get for Otani for a year and a half of Shohei Otani from a team that, that I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I think you're getting at least year, three or four big prospects. I mean, you can yeah. make the arm. A year and a half, two postseasons of Otani as a pitcher and a hitter oh, yeah. is. Yeah, you're getting two players. I really. mean, you yeah, think about the as someone, two who, as someone who watched him live last week, he's incredible. And there's a bunch of scrubs right now around him. And I know, and I know they've got injuries. They've got a ton of injuries in in, in the, with the Angels, especially with Trout. Down oh yeah, front. like they just have dudes yep. playing with them, like just guys. The guy they started at shortstop the other day against the Braves. Never heard of him in my life. Like, had no idea who he was. And uh, they need they need him desperately because he got hit around in that seventh after pitching six really good innings against the Braves. He got hit around a little bit. That bullpen came in, and it was just like, oh, no, they're just they're just trying to simulate to the end of this game. Yeah, give me Otani on a good team. I don't care who it is. Just give, give me – well, don't want him to be the Mets. But get, get, give me to him on a, on a really good team. I want to see him play in the playoffs, man. We need to get to our final break of the afternoon back to wrap things up here on the Thursday Drive. The 
Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Wrapping things up here on the uh, Thursday drive as we uh, approach the finish. Yeah, uh, another fun show. It's going to be a fun time, Justin. I mean, there's so much that is uh, about to be going on. I mean, yeah. on in multiple sports. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to the basketball uh, tours. The fact that you get to watch these games on TV and kind of cover them, that's going to be so much fun. I mean, um, because there's, there's Major League Baseball and what else? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, preseason NFL. As exciting as that. that Not is. much during the week at noon. No, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be perfect. And then, you know, by the time everything kind of gets rolling again, uh, or when that's wrapped up, you know, we're going to be hitting fall, fall camp at full speed. So it's going to be a lot of fun. One more time, let everybody know how to get the Observer. Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. It's $6 a month or $60 a year for a full subscription. Or you can get a seven-day free trial if you sign up on the site. Uh, everything we do gets emailed to your inbox, newsletters, podcasts, a lot of football and basketball coverage coming your way over the next month. We are out of time here on the Thursday Drive. Back with you tomorrow at 4. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.